This episode of the Nerdball Podcast is sponsored by Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia. He does the music for this podcast. He has produced this podcast. If you need anything audiovisual done, he is the man to see at realjp.com, R-E-E-L-J-P.com. You may have noticed my brand new logo. It was designed and created by Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics. I was looking to rebrand my podcast, and Cuttlefish Graphics made the process so easy. The finished look of the logo and the professional files I received were amazing. On top of logos, Cuttlefish Graphics offers professional branding and websites. I could not be happier with the job that they did. To start your next project, email Melanie at CuttlefishGraphics.com. Mention you heard this ad on the Nerdball Podcast and receive a $50 discount on a new logo design. That's CuttlefishGraphics.com. C-U-T-T-L-E, FishGraphics.com. Let's start the show. I'm Evan Bauer. I am a case manager for work, and I coach high school basketball at Northview High School. And this is the Nerdball Podcast. is the Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> no, yeah, Noah did the same thing, except I stuck his on the end, the, his mess up on the end. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming out today, Evan. Um, your brother was supposed to be here, but like we talked about before the podcast, we both knew that he probably wasn't going to show up. Right. And that's, you know, not to dog on him, it's just he worked last night, so yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, he got off at 7.30 this morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I at first I wasn't sure if it was because he's tired or because he was working over, but but I I'm pretty sure it was just because he was tired. Yeah. Um. So you you coach basketball at Northview. How long have you been coaching there? Uh, this was my sixth year, um, and I was at the junior high before that at Arbor Hills. So, so you, I've got eight years in. Okay, and um, you've slowly worked your way up, or, or did you like start with the, right at this JV coach, or where, uh, where are you at now? You're so right. the first two years I did freshman. Okay. Um, the next three I did JV, and this year I was the varsity assistant. Oh, awesome! Yep. That's... And at, at the junior high, I was the head coach. Um, but you don't get assistance in junior yeah. high. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, I was talking to our old uh, or the current um, superintendent of Perrysburg. He said when he was coaching junior high, he had like forty kids. Oh yeah, and they didn't cut anybody. Right. You know now now I know at Perrysburg they cut people and they they keep it to a certain amount. But you're right. There's no. No assistance. Right. And it can be tough sometimes. Yeah. You got to really know what you're doing. Absolutely. What what did you find that coaching junior high, what did you find the hardest thing about it? I would say it's just difficult to get them to kind of understand what you want because they don't know you. Uh You don't know them. It's kind of like it was, I interviewed three weeks before the season. (laughs) They hired me and they were like, your team's going to be pretty good. And I'm like. It's junior high basketball. Like, there's no way they can be that good. But I ended up having Alec West on my team. Oh wow! Okay, um, yeah. he just graduated two years ago. Two years ago, yeah. yeah okay. And he's at Ohio Dominican playing, and he uh, tore his ACL last season. Oh really? Um, and he's playing now, and he, he's playing great. Awesome. Um, yeah. I think he's averaging eleven a game. Oh nice. Um, but yeah, so going into it, I'm like. I just want to coach. I, I, yeah. I'm sure it's junior high basketball is going to stink. And then I saw Alec West on the court, and I'm like, okay, we're going to be all right. <laughs> um, and we had some success. But I think it's just never coaching before, mm-hmm. um, just c- kind of figuring it out on my own, like what's going to work, what's not going to work. I just kind of took 
what I learned when I played. Mm -hmm. Um, Even some of my plays were stuff that we ran when I was in high school, and I didn't know if it would work or not. It it worked on my team. Um, So let's try it on the junior high level, and and if it doesn't work, then – We'll reevaluate it at the end of the year, but. and I'm and I'm sure there's little tweaks and things to change, you Definitely. know, for especially coaching junior high kids. Yeah, 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 I, and and just dealing with the emotions. Um, at that age, they're pretty immature. Yeah. So when something doesn't go right on the court, you're kind of the person that has to reel them back in as much as you can. Because in high school, especially at the varsity level, we can a team can go on a 10-0 run and we won't even call a timeout. Yeah. We'll say they're going to get through it because we're a veteran team. Mm-hmm. But at the junior high level, a six zero run can feel like thirty. Yeah. So you kind of have to. You sometimes you have to use that timeout just to be like, guys, we're fine. And and in high school, if if there is emotions to be held in check, at least there's other coaches to to deal with that. Not not only do you have to coach the game, call plays, pay attention to what's happening on both sides of the court, but also like, hey. John's over there really upset about what happened. You got to deal with that too. Exactly. And try so, to find it. You know. Yeah, you got to find the time <laughs> yeah. to do that while the game's going on. Yeah. So <laughs> there were, there would be times where John would come off the court and I'm telling him like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what you did wrong. Yeah. And the, the team's playing. They're like, <laughs> coach, what are we running? <laughs> and, and you turn around, you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. So, so yeah, it is, it's, it's like balancing everything it's it's difficult i think coaching little kids just anything um really prepares you for if you want to coach coach you know the higher up levels it prepares you because you you are so unaware of especially like if you're a new coach you're you're like okay i'm just coaching basketball but you're so unaware of like the other stuff until it happens like i've I've coached six-year-old t-ball uh seven and eight-year-old baseball like all this stuff that and uh, that will prepare you for for things in the future because and, and this was taught to me as when i was an umpire you don't you'll you'll see the weirdest stuff at the youngest of ages oh yeah and it and it just teaches you like oh yeah that's something i gotta think about right. and then and then for next season you you that's something you make a point or whatever you mm-hmm. know i think i think i just think it's cool that that it prepared like that's just something that you know going in like well this or you don't know going in like all these weird things and then you think about it four years later you're like oh yeah i remember dealing that with when, when i was an eighth right, grade coach right you know? and and even like like I said, I took basically what I learned mm-hmm. as as a player because I knew I wanted to coach um, at some point in my life, like yeah. even when I was in high school. Um, so a lot of it I just took off of what my coaches did. So I kind of coached how they did. And then like when I got to the high school, um, I still coach with one of my coaches from high school. Hopefully that doesn't all make or they all make <laughs> sense. Um, but I kind of learned that like the way I was coaching in junior high was a little – little too tough for the age that it was uh, okay um but i grew up in east toledo and i that's what i was taught <laughs> yeah. like that's how that's just how you coached mm-hmm. well, um, well if you would have and, and also if you would have spent more time with with the junior high you would have figured it out and changed a little bit right or you would have noticed like hey the kids really like it or and it's it's different every year mm-hmm. uh, it's a different um especially when when you're coaching one grade and you get new kids every year so that whole class could be different Right. You know, they could really like how you coach or really hate how you coach. Yep. You, know, you just got to be fluid. How did you find yourself at Sylvania? You said you grew up in East Toledo. Um, how did you get co- start coaching in Sylvania? So um, the guy I coach with at Northview now, Jeremy McDonald, he was my freshman coach, my JV coach, and then my varsity assistant in mm-hmm. high school. So we basically followed each other the whole way through. Yeah. Um, he was coaching at Northview as an assistant. Um and then he went to Southview as an assistant, and then he got the Northview head coach job. That's when I went with him there. But okay. when he was at when he was at Northview, 
he said, hey, there's a, a junior high job um, if you want to get into coaching because I had just graduated in May. This was in October. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I want it. And so he got me an interview and basically hired me on the spot. And, That's great. That's, yeah. And, you know, just to have a relationship that that uh, not only when, when he leaves where you're at, or, and that you can still have a relationship where he's that he knows that you want to coach. Definitely. You know, and then and help you out. Um, did, was it because uh, for me, I coach at Perrysburg. I went to Perrysburg, so like that's just a, a natural tie. Right. Was there um, being that you just wanted to coach coach basketball? It didn't matter where you coached. No, I mean obviously location kind of mattered. Mm-hmm. Um, like I didn't want to go to like Anthony Wayne okay. just because of the distance. Yeah. Um, Sylvania was only fifteen minutes from where I was living at the time. Okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um. But, yeah, I, I didn't really have, like, a preference. I, I was just like, get me in wherever I can. Mm-hmm. Um, if TPS would have offered me something, I would have taken that. I, it was just wanting to get my foot in the door. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Did you find going from um, – well, first of all, how do you like being the, the head coach as a freshman, the freshman head coach? I loved it. Yeah. Um, like I said, I did two years on the freshman level. Uh, my first year was um, – it was Alec West's team, mm-hmm. like, but he was playing varsity, yeah. so I didn't have him. So I was like, it's going to be a little a little tougher. I'm mm-hmm. used to having a guy in seventh and eighth grade who managed the game by himself. Yeah. I mean, I've never coached anybody to that level where you can just give him the ball. And, this, and we're talking about a 12, 13-year-old at that time yeah. that you could give him the ball and say, hey, we need something to happen, make it happen. Um, so on the freshman level, I'm like, all right, we don't have Alec West. It's going to be hard to transition from that, and we ended up going fourteen and zero in the NOL. Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> so so it it worked out, um, and and it was awesome. The kids all bought in, um, and and we were a new staff at Northview. Oh really? Um, the the previous coach had got let go. Jeremy got hired. He called me the day he got hired and said, "I want you to leave the junior high and come with me and coach freshman." Awesome. And I said, "Deal." Yeah, that, that, and that's <laughs> gonna feel so good when when someone's like, "I want you to right. coach." So I did two years on the freshman. The next year we went nineteen and three. Uh-huh. So I mean, I had two pretty successful years on the on the freshman level. And then the plan all along from the day he hired me was, I want you to do two years freshman, then two or three years JV, and then I'm gonna pull you up to varsity assistant. Oh, awesome. So like this, this there was, was a all plan. planned, oh, right? That's cool. Um, so you, I was never you, like in the like uh, unsure of what yeah, my future. And that's held. what I was gonna say. Like having. Knowing that there's a plan and like they want me here, just gets you not not to say that you weren't focused, but just like you're just all in from the beginning because right. you know like I don't have to look for another job well, like, if I want to move up because there's a plan. Exactly, and if if I go six and, and eighteen or whatever, he's not going to be like, oh, never mind, yeah. you're, you're staying on the freshman. <laughs> yeah, <level." laughs> like there's like, no the the pressure to. So, like, I have to do well, otherwise exactly. otherwise, I'm going to either stay here or they're going to find somebody else. Yep. It, and so this year was the first year that we had two varsity assistants. Um, oh, okay. Every year we've gone with one, and then the freshman and JV coach are just kind of the extra assistants that um, would help more at tournament time when their teams aren't playing but would help out here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was me and, and Denny Shoemaker, who is the winningest coach in Northview history. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so for him to be able to do that 
and have no ego being a guy who's had success at that level is, yeah. is pretty impressive in itself. But yeah. having two guys with eyes in practice um, outside of Jeremy, I think helped us a lot this year. Um, we won 20 games, uh, made it to the district final, came up a couple points short. Yeah. Um, we win that, and we would have been playing yesterday in the regional final because St. John's was I, in a quarantine. Yeah, that was so, a, that was a huge deal. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, story, yeah. so I mean, if we if we beat Lima Senior, we would have been playing a game away from the state yeah. final four, which is crazy to even think about. <laughs> <laughs> how far? How far has Northview? What's the furthest they've gotten in a um, the last two years? Was we've it? gone to the district final. They've never won a district final in D one. Mm-hmm. In okay. D two, they've won one district final. All right. Um, and then lost in the regional semi. I went to the game. Um, well, I went to actually two Perrysburg Northview games. One at Perrysburg, mm-hmm. and then the the tournament game. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget it was in Toledo somewhere. I forget where it was at. But uh, there were good games. And one thing I noticed, and and I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming maybe you do it for all teams. But you, uh, your job, I guess, is to call out their plays <laughs> because I kept looking at you. And then I would and look I'm just at staring at Boyce. Yeah, and I would look at <laughs> at our coach, and then Boyce and I would think like, okay, they clearly know the plays and what's coming, and and sometimes you'd stop them, sometimes you didn't, right? You know, but I was like, wouldn't wouldn't there be a, a switch up or a change? Does that happen in basketball? I'm assuming it does, so right? Boyce probably does it more than anybody. Oh, really? Um, where he'll change the name of cause for the second half of the season. So when you play him the first time, you're going to know that Arch is the backdoor play. You're going to, sorry if if anybody's listening from other school. (laughs) Well, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, You're going to know what that play is. But the second time you play him, he'll switch it up and and call it something different. And when that first action happens, that's when you're starting to yell out Arch, but you already got backdoored. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, like, you're like, all right, like, uh, I know a couple years ago, he changed it so that, like, Arch – would be any state that starts with the letter A. Okay. So the second time you play him, you call it Alabama. They throw it to the high post, back door. Yeah. And you're yelling back door, but you already got back door. <laughs> so wow. so it was, it's stuff like that. But um, yeah, that that's not necessarily my job. It's just something you do. It, yeah, you like we to do. we scout so much. Yeah. That like I don't even have to like look at a sheet to know what the play is okay. for most teams. I can hear the call and know all right. This is the action they're looking for, mm-hmm. and and we go over um, other teams' scouting reports so much in practice mm. that we don't necessarily want our guys to remember the plays because that'd be impossible to remember yeah. fifteen plays. But we just want them to to be familiar with the action that they run. Yeah. So. If a team runs a lot of double screens away, we run, we go through all their stuff that has double screens. That way they know this is how we guard it. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to get beat on that action. Yeah, it's very similar to football stuff. When, right. When we go through um, defensively when they're on offense, when they do this, this is how we're going to move our guys. Or when they have this, this setup, this formation, this mm-hmm. is how we're going to set up, you know. And, and, some, and sometimes it's, it's uh, easier than others and some teams have a lot of formations and some teams they're like napoleon where where this is they run wing t and this is what yeah. their triple option this is what they do <laughs> now you know? stop it yeah yeah and you just <laughs> gotta you just and that's the hardest part is like they're gonna do the same stuff every time but you can't get like they want you to get bored or they want you to get like oh here it comes again yep. because then it, it could be a counter well, he, or something exactly like you're yeah. if you keep going to the running back 
at some point the quarterback's going to keep it yeah. and he's going to go out the other way wide yeah. open for <laughs> for a 70-yard yeah. touchdown. Run. But it's the same thing. You don't want to like get, try to put so much so many words in their head. You just yeah. want them to be able to move naturally exactly. and not have to think so much. And, and and we tell our guys too like communicate with us if you are down on the other end of the floor and you hear a coach yell out whatever play, yell it out and and we'll help you with what's going to happen. Oh, uh, okay. So, like, you don't necessarily have to remember any of the plays. Just yell it out, and we'll help you with who's going to get ducked in on or who's getting a back screen on them or yeah. or whatever the, the cause may be. Do you like watching film? I love it. Yeah. I, I like live fun. scouting more. This year we got to live scout one game. Oh, really? <laughs> the the district semis for per, uh, Perrysburg and Lima Senior was the uh, only game we got to live scout because of COVID. Yeah. Um, but I love live scouting. I think it's way better than, than on film. Okay. Obviously this year we had to take full advantage of film. Yeah. Um, but live scouting shows the athleticism that teams have so much more than film can. Yeah. The height. I mean, sometimes when you're watching film, you're like, oh, that guy looks like a decent size. And you get in the gym and he's six, eight and you're like, <laughs> wait uh, a minute. <laughs> I had him about six, four. <laughs> um, and, and, and play just hearing the play calls like a lot of times on film oh. it just you can't really hear what it is and then you get there and you're like that's not what i heard on film do they have they have sound on film yeah yep so we use huddle so um, yeah yeah cuz ours cuz we don't we, we just for football there's no sound at all oh really yeah i didn't know that yeah we all the film we trade even our own game film there's, yeah. there's zero sound hmm. yeah yeah so like with huddle um the NLL specifically has where you have to exchange film yeah. within the league. Mm-hmm. So every single one of our games is on huddle for the rest of the league to look at yep. and vice versa. So, uh, Is there a, a limit of games you can pull? Because for, for some reason, uh, I know, um, and maybe there isn't, but I know like a co- Coach Kriegel, the old coach would say like, oh yeah, this we'll pull it out of the NLL pool. You know, because it, it might be the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, but we would only ever get like, you know, a few games. No, like for us, if you're playing Rodgers, you have to post it for the rest of the league to mm-hmm. look at. Okay. So and that, and that might just, be the same thing too, but I don't. Yeah, they just put that in place two years ago. Oh, so okay. before it was, if you if nobody wants to send it to you, then you're SOL. Yeah. Um, but now, like, it, it kind of hurts teams like us who like to live scout and go to games because it makes, I don't want to, bash coaches but it makes lazier coaches more effective because they can sit at home and watch it on tv Uh, or on their computer and we're the ones out going to wasion twice a week to to catch games but do do you ever get uh, especially for this year because i know we've had issues and there's coaches out there that are notorious for for sending bad film um, just purposely you know purposely do that yeah i mean (laughs) some of them you got kids that are filming them, yeah, and they're just singing the whole game, and you're, <laughs> and those are the games you're like, well, I guess I'll just watch a different one. <laughs> <coughs> oh man, um, uh, I lost my train. So, so you you made it to the district finals, you said, mm-hmm. um, and I, one thing I do want I do want to bring up, I just remembered, um, Alex West, he or Alec, Alec, yep. yeah. He, I, I remember following you uh, when he was getting recruited, mm-hmm. or when he was not getting recruited, basically. <laughs> and to me, I don't know too much about high school basketball, mm-hmm. but he, he was 6'4", uh, a, a point guard. Right. 
and like nobody wanted to recruit him. Like, do you know what what was going on with that? First team all Ohio. Yeah, twenty points a game, eleven rebounds, and seven assists as a as a point guard. As a point guard, yeah, <laughs> and a four point five GPA. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. We. We reached out to so many schools, and they just said they weren't interested. That I think the problem with Alec is he's he's not flashy. Yeah. So college coaches are looking for that guy who's like a high riser or does all this fancy stuff with the ball. He's just super sound with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Ohio Dominican got a steal with him. Yeah. He just came back from an ACL tear, and he's averaging 11 or 12 points a game, and he was supposed to be on, like, 20 to 25 minute restriction and their coach said like I can't take him off the floor Mm -hmm. he's like he's too good when he's in there their plus minus with him in the game is is like outstanding um I I have no idea why there was not not more buzz for two-time district player of the year um two-time all Ohio selection it blew my mind. It was weird because, the, I mean, the one thing I do know, obviously, if, if you're going to play basketball, you got to be tall. And I know just from watching NBA, like, there's 6'4 is a good size for a point guard. Yeah. I mean, the, the one I know, Tony Parker, he, he, was, he wasn't even, he was my height. Right. You know, and I just, I, it, was, it was really crazy. And we go through it for football, too. And it just so happens, Ohio Dominican, the same school, years ago, we had a quarterback, Gus Dimmerling, who, um, was one of the best quarterbacks. He was he was a all Ohio kid and and um, he went ended up going to Ohio Dominican. Nobody else even you know looked at him. Mm-hmm. He was going to play quarterback there, but they ended up switching him to defense. And he started off four years playing yeah. defense. You know, it's 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 crazy to me, and that happens everywhere. You know, it's not just around here, obviously, but it, it's it's so crazy that you can have such good, not just athletes, but but um, students as well, and right. they just not find a place, you know. Well, and I think in this area specifically that um, the the universities around here do not look at basketball kids as much as they should. Yeah. Um, what I mean is, like, in football, you'll always see St. John's kid going to Toledo oh, or yeah. a Perrysburg kid going to Bowling Green. You don't see that for basketball mm-hmm. ever. Um like Wiggins from Springfield went to Bowling Green. Bowling Green's got a couple. They got Anthony Henderson back in 2010 from start. But you don't ever hear like buzz of Toledo's looking at this kid. Yeah. And, and I don't understand that. They don't really recruit from this area and there's so much talent. I, I'm not saying everybody deserves a D1 scholarship. That's, yeah. that's crazy to think. Yeah. And, and you have to be obviously amazing athlete to play Division One. I just thought Alec was one of those kids that could have played at a, a mid-major. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy where he is. I think he's happy. I said as long as he's happy, yep. man. Yeah. He, he, he just wanted to play. Yeah. So, I mean, he wasn't really, like, down on himself or anything. When he got the offer from Ohio Dominican, he was super excited. Yeah. Um, but we're kind of in the same boat right now, and I know it's a COVID year, with Sean Craig. Oh, I mean, yeah. He's 6'6". The last two years, he's averaged 21 and 12. Um, this year, he averaged five assists on top of that, and he's a 6'6 power forward. Is he a junior now? Junior, right. yep. yeah. Okay. And he's likely to be first-team All-Ohio. He was second-team last year. Um, but he hasn't got any D1 really looks yet. Yeah. Toledo, I guess, has, has buzzed, but not really 
talked to him. Yeah. Um, and then um, Ryan Smith, who uh, played at Whitmer mm-hmm. and then Purdue, um, he coaches at Incarnate Word in Texas. It's a small D1, and they're kind of looking at him, but not really like – it's not like in, they're close or yeah. anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, his dad is Bruce Smith that coached at Whitmer. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, in Southview. Oh, wow. Um, so th- – and that one's more of just having a tie. That one's oh, not yeah. even necessarily yeah, no like he heard about him. Yeah. It's more of us Ties being like, hey, we have this six six guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think he's kind of in the same boat as Alec. He's a 4.5 student. Yeah. And it, it, it's uh, recruiting strange, and I'll never understand it. Uh, I don't think anybody will on why this kid goes here and this kid doesn't, mm-hmm. you know. But I guess it's just preference. You yeah. Know? It's just preference on what they want. Definitely. Uh, one kid you got this year was Casey Hunt. Man. Uh, he's, he was a Perrysburg kid mm-hmm. uh, and, and then went to Central. Correct. And now he's – and when, when I saw he was going to Northview, I'm like, man, they're going to be good now because I knew of Sean already. Right. Uh, and then Casey I, I've known for a few years and known his parents too. Mm-hmm. And he – but, man, he – did he shoot up too? I remember him as an eighth grader. He was lifting weights uh, in, in this uh, – Lifting the bar probably. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he was just a little guy, and now he's uh, – now he's a six four, yeah, it's wing player. But yeah, he uh, he was great for us this year. Um, at the beginning of the year, we thought that we would be picked second in the league, and then when um, when he came over, we were like, we got to be right there with Southview to mm-hmm. to win the league. And um, like BCSN did like a top thirty players um, in the area, and he didn't make the list. And I think that kind of got to him a little bit because he like shared it and was like put it like the googly eyes like (laughs) and i'm like man they don't think this kid's a top 30 player like obviously this year and last year are different they didn't see him yet Mm -hmm. to be fair but i think they're probably looking at that now like whoops we kind of missed that when he averaged 14 a game first team all district um and he's a junior too so yeah next year we have him back we have sean back um grant copen who's a two-year starter we should be pretty good next year too. Yeah. I mean, we got well, a lot of talent. Yeah, definitely. Uh, one thing I, I did enjoy when I was looking at your pictures is seeing your son uh, cut down the nets with you. Yeah, uh, that I love when my kids come to football games and I can see them afterward. And, oh yeah, and I and he gets to sit on the bench too. Yeah, he's he one of our ball boys. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Jeremy's yeah. son is one, and then uh, Gavin DeWood. He was one of our seniors. His brother was one as well. Oh, okay. And I thought that was so cool because it's like you get to sh- this thing that you love to do, you mm-hmm. get to share with the people you love, right? right. Too, and it's it, it was cool. Yeah, and he he's definitely into it now. Oh, you um, could see too on his face, yeah. just in pictures. Like, I can't imagine what it's like. Really. Like last year, he always wanted to go to games, but then he would like play on his tablet yeah. or something. Like it it wasn't real. Like yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah, let's go to the game, but wasn't really caring. Um, I think being on the bench and, and kind of being in huddles and just seeing like the passion that we have for it mm-hmm. kind of sparked his interest because even games that were on the road where Kenya was like, I don't really want to go. He was trying to find a way to get there. Oh, nice. So like we played at Whitmer and uh, we had just had our son Bryson and, and Kenya was like, I don't really want to take him out tonight. And he was like, can you find me a way to the game? <laughs> So I called Jeremy's wife. I'm like, hey, if Kenya drops him off, will you take him home? And she was like, yeah. So he got wow. to go to that game, which was when Sean got his 1,000th point. Oh, so, nice. So he, he gets 
super excited. Like he was bummed that the year ended, and yeah. he was like, "We didn't get to cut down another net." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "I know, bud, but we'll get back there next year." Yeah, and, and I had the same thing with with my son when I was uh, a freshman coach. He was would be the water boy, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it was on the line of. Like I had to coach the game, but I also had to keep an eye on him because right. like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to do, and you know he just being a knucklehead with his buddies or whatever. But then when I moved when I moved up to the varsity, I coached and I also coached the JV games. He came, and there was just a, a switch somewhere that went off. Like it was a little different. Like he was he's still a kid because mm-hmm. their, their kids are going to do kid stuff, but. He, I didn't have to constantly yell like make sure or tell him like make sure you're filling up those waters in between when they're not using them. Like he was just on it with him and him and his buddy were mm-hmm. out there doing it, and it's and that's what makes it fun too. Is like he can bring a friend, right? You know, but but it was different. Like then I, I when I'd watch film um, during freshman year, at towards the end of it, he was getting a little bit into it. When I'd watch film, I could see him like what he was doing yeah. and stuff, and it, it was funny. But it, but it's cool for him to to come out and. and and just be there with me. You know, right. it's fun. And I was hoping I could do that this year, like bring him to practice every once in a while. But then, you know, because of COVID, we couldn't do it. Sure. So hopefully next year, like he'll be able to come out to practice and, and yeah. just hang out. And and I even told him like, or I told my wife, like he doesn't have to like, like pay attention to football. Just be out there right now. Yeah. Have fun with your friends. And every once in a while, we're going to need you for something and you come help if we need you, you know, but just be out there. Have fun. Yep. Because that's, you're still around the game. Right. Right. And And that's the thing, like... I don't expect him to to have the same passion that Kenya and I have for basketball. She played Division One. I, I coach. Yeah, she was at Youngstown. Yeah, State, right? yep. yeah. Um, so I don't expect him, and I and I'm not going to force him to to love the game. Yeah. If he if he likes it, great. If not, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Right now he's he's huge into soccer. Oh, cool. And and I played soccer, so that's cool too. Yeah. I mean, if you if he wants to specialize in soccer, or if he doesn't want to play sports at all, it, it is what it is. I'm not one of those parents that's like, no, you're going to play. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want him to try things, and if he doesn't like it, then so be it. We'll move on from there. That's what we've always said, too. Like, like for me, I love sports, and I'm, I'm into all kinds of sports. But if my kids don't want to do it, is, and, and I've even told kids when I'm talking to them in junior high about playing football, like, if you don't want to play football, fine, but just do something. Like, don't just sit home. Mm-hmm. Do, do something. Um, play a, an instrument. Be in plays. Uh, be in the Spanish club. Like, there's so many things to do. You know, they, there's no excuse to like, uh, I don't like any of it. Well, there's like a million things. Yeah. You can't, you don't like none of that. You, you don't like, you don't like life. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and, and there's just like, so for our kids, like if, if you like it, uh, do it. And we'll find a way to, to help. Lillian's been doing baton for, right. besides this year when it was shut down, she'd been doing baton since she was like three, I think, mm-hmm. you know, cause she likes to do it and it's fun and she does gymnastics. <clears throat> so it's, if you can find what you like to do, you know. Then, then as parents, it's our job to to get you as far as you can in that thing you love to do. Right, and that and that's the big thing. Um, like what you said, finding something, even with like our freshman basketball players, um, when they come in, we'll say, "Are you playing a fall sport? Or are you playing a spring sport?" And they're like, "Well, I was thinking about playing football, but I'm not sure." We're like, "Now's the time to do it." Mm-hmm. As a freshman, find out what you love. If you don't like football, don't play next year. We're never going to tell you just play basketball. Yeah. We want you to play whatever you want to play because you only you're only there four years, so play as much as you want or play as little as you want. But don't be afraid to try something yeah. just because you're unsure if you'll like it. Yeah, we had a kid who wasn't going to play basketball his freshman year, and our and at the time Kriegel talked him into playing basketball. He's like, you know, play basketball, right. the same thing. Like you're a freshman. 
in this. He told him the same thing. If you don't like it, then don't do it next year. But I think you should do it. You should yeah. try it. You know. Yeah. And and he did, and he ended up not playing anymore. But but I think it's important that the head coach is sending the message like, do it, yeah. do everything. Don't just concentrate on football year round. You right. know. And same thing with you. Like we're not we're not going to tell you to just play basketball. Do well, everything. And, and it's it's kind of a thing of like it, it's good for the kids. Oh yeah. To experience different coaches oh, and, and different philosophies and different styles because that's good for your whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like when you get a different supervisor or whatever, they're not going to be the exact same as the last person that was supervising you. Yep. So coaches are the same way. Like it's, it's good to have a, a versatile background yeah. with, with who you've dealt with. And that, that's right. I do with uh, my kids or I, I, there's a couple neighbors that they play with mm-hmm. and there's one where where the parents will tell them, like, here's certain things if they're getting in trouble or whatever, and I like that. And I've told them before, like, if they're in trouble, you know, let me know, but you can still discipline them or, or say, hey, I don't think that's a good idea or whatever, because it's the same thing. Like, you want your your kids, especially when they're younger, to to get, um, not really like parenting, but get 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 that from other people. Right. Because if, if I mean, you know as well as everybody, as anybody, that if you're – you're the parents of this kid. They're going to stop listening to you at some point. And I know I've got a lot as a coach where a parent will come up to me and be like, can you tell so-and-so this? Because he won't, he'll listen to you. Right. You know, and I, I want that for my kids. Like, yeah. when you're out over at the Perry's, you're going to listen to them too. You're not going to be knuckleheads. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, oh, one thing that, that always intrigues me is that how siblings or families can like different teams mm-hmm. and how <laughs> I, I, because my family is we're straight across the board with everything right the only thing that was different is i like the longhorns in football my dad likes Ohio state because he didn't he didn't like college football until i was well into my 20s okay um but you your brother likes michigan yeah and you like ohio state how did that happen <laughs> or do you know so growing up we spent a lot of time at my uncle's house who at the time <laughs> This is gets really weird. <laughs> At the time, he liked Michigan, so he would push it on Noah as much as he could. Uh-huh. Noah and him were like best friends, okay. So he would push Michigan on him as much as he could because Noah liked Ohio State when he was like six or seven. Okay, um, obviously at six or seven, you're not fully invested, but yeah. um, so eventually he just went over to the dark side, <laughs> and um, my uncle now roots for whoever's good <laughs> so that didn't really oh, work man. out but uh now, but yeah, now so, does he root for whoever's good because michigan's horrible i think so <laughs> i mean he's just tired of losing probably but yeah. um even yesterday like yesterday was good for me ohio mm-hmm. state beat michigan it was a close game right one point one point yeah. yeah ohio state was up 12 with four minutes left but oh wow they don't know how to close games <laughs> this year Oh, that's an ongoing problem. Um, yeah, oh, okay. it, all season. Oh, okay. um, like, they have eight losses this year. I bet seven of them they led with five minutes left. Oh, I mean, they just don't know how to close games. <laughs> uh, and you got to go to a game. I did I saw. on how, Thursday. How did you just, like, hey, I'm, I, I, you're able to, like, buy tickets? Or was, like, someone you knew? Or, or what was that process? I uh, went on SeatGeek, okay. um, which is, like, a stub hub. Yeah. Um, and they, I was just like, let me see if they're selling tickets because – Obviously, right now, there's only 8,000 fans allowed at the Big Ten tournament. So I was uh, like, there's probably none. And if there are, they're probably $1,000. Yeah. Um, and they were cheap. I mean, nice. I sat um, behind one of the baskets. Um, it was in a football stadium, so it's obviously not yeah. right behind the bench. But um, 
They, they were only like $48 each. Oh, nice. And you got two games. Oh, really? You got the Michigan State-Maryland game and the Ohio State-Minnesota game. So it was pretty cool. Did you go by yourself? Uh, no, I went with my uh, mother-in-law. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, that, when I saw you there, I, like, I felt good. Like, oh, like someone I know like, gets to watch their team. Right. Because you know, it's, it's slowly happening, right? Yeah. Uh, but by that, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and, that, and like going to sporting events is like one of my favorite things to oh, do. Like, like people I love know. concerts. People love this, that. My thing is sporting events. I don't yeah. care if it's high school. I don't care if it's pro. Yeah. Um, like not being able to go to high school basketball games like was a killer this year for I, me. Oh, me. I would take my family. We would go at least once or twice a week to watch. Uh, I mean, sometimes we'd watch a girls freshman basketball yeah. game. Like it's just fun. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I saw usually like after practice, we'll stay and watch the girls play because um, like our girls program is always good. Yeah. I got to watch two games this year, yeah, <laughs> and it, it just sucked. I mean, I, I enjoy the atmosphere. I enjoy just being at sporting events. I think they're always fun. I, I like, especially when we go to high school games, I like talking to parents, too. Mm-hmm. I like people to know who I am, and that's why when I was a freshman coach, I'd go to their freshman baseball games or I'd go to their freshman basketball games of those kids that I coach. You know, right. The more more people could see me, they know who I am, and maybe I can pull some of those kids that didn't play football. Yeah. You know, I, like, oh, uh, this guy's engaged. Can, he, yeah. Yeah. Keeps up with his team, and you know, uh, my one of my favorite things to go to. I don't know if you do, but uh, Norfew has a good hockey team. But I love going to hockey yeah. games. Yeah, oh, those are. I went to one this year. It was a, a playoff game, and they ended up losing to Bowling Green in overtime. But but I was so glad that we got like my whole family got to go. Yeah, and it was just it was just luck that um, our trainer, uh, the trainer at the junior high, his, her sons play hockey. And okay, I, and I texted her like, "Hey, are there any codes?" You know, I'm trying to get some tickets. She goes, well, I got a code here. It's only for two. I'm like, oh, I'm looking for four. She goes, hold on. And she gave, <laughs> she found me another code to get two more tickets. So it was, it was sweet. I'm glad we were able to go. Yeah. Like, um, like I said, we only got to live scout one game this year and it was the district semis after we played. Yeah. Like they said, the coaches can stay, but the players have to leave. Oh, okay. Um, and, and when they were warming up, I looked at Jeremy and I go, God, I miss this. <laughs> like, like it's just crazy. Like it's been a, a wild year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But just small things like that, like just feel good to yeah. be there. You know, like you're saying about sporting events. It was, it was. Whenever the NBA schedule would come out, the first thing I would look at to see when are they in Detroit? When are they in Detroit <laughs> or when are they in Cleveland? Because because mm-hmm. if it was a Friday or Saturday or Sunday, I'm like, yes, let's, let's try to do it. You know, but sometimes you know, sometimes it's, it's we. It, we uh, we couldn't do it, but I'd always try to see when the Spurs were in town because yep. it's it's it doesn't happen very often. I'm you know? saying I'm a Lakers fan. And we're in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, same thing happens where I'm like, all right, they play in Detroit this day. We have practice at this time. Can I get there? <laughs> yeah. by? So, so yeah, for you it's thing. a little harder because yeah. it's in season. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, I I even look at Indy because I'm like oh, I'll dude. take the three and a half hour drive if it's on a weekend. Oh, speaking of that, I, the whole NCAA tournament's in Indiana this yeah. year, which I only found out like two weeks ago. <laughs> um, I I really don't pay attention to a lot of college basketball until it gets closer to March Madness. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw and I, I didn't even I. It's crazy to think that I'm busy uh, because of COVID, but there's so much stuff going on. I I woke up I'm like oh. Texas just won the Big 12 title. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because, like, during the, the Big 12, like, during the game yesterday, I go, man, Texas is kind of one of those under-the-radar teams where yeah. I didn't think they would be there. Yeah. 
I saw um, I saw that they're last like a few weeks ago they were projected like number three seed. They, now it probably moved up now. Right, but, but I mean with with like Baylor, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Yeah. I was like, there's no way Texas is going to win the Big Twelve. Like, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I mean they they got to be a team to look out for now. I think I, I'm I'm going to try since it's in Indiana to try to to watch a game mm-hmm. and see if we can go because I because I've never seen I've never seen their football team play anywhere and I was hoping. I'm pretty sure they're they're supposed to come to Michigan, um, in a few years. years. Yeah, so I'm hoping to go to that game, and I've never seen their basketball team play. So I'm hoping uh, I'm going to look on on the internet to see if I can you find tickets geek. to go. Yeah, yeah, to see see because I think it'd be it's cool. I've never I've never even seen like an NCAA tournament game. And sometimes oh. sometimes they're around here, you know. Yeah. So um, in 2008, um, I got to go to the Elite Eight at Ford Field. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow. It was. Davidson with Steph Curry oh, yeah. versus Mario Chalmers in Kansas. It was amazing. Um, Jeremy actually took me there. He called me that morning and he goes, hey, somebody bailed on me. You want to go to the Elite Eight? And I said, uh, yeah, I was a senior in high school. I'm like, yes, I want to go. Wow. Um, so I got to see Steph Curry in college. It was awesome. Did they win that game? No. Kansas won the championship that year. Oh, okay. Um, right. But I think Curry had 35. Like, yeah. That's crazy. And 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 I don't know uh, if if Steph Curry was a huge lottery was going to be a lottery pick without, yeah, he, without that run or was oh he, um yeah he was he was about I think twenty five a game that year okay um, right. and obviously Davidson was good yeah, yeah. um but the, the knocks on him going in was that he was too small yeah. he couldn't defend it's always too small and, yeah <laughs> but if you can shoot from the logo I yeah. mean what, what does it matter <laughs> and if you I mean. It's crazy to think that that's something that he practices too, mm-hmm. right? Like, hey, I'm going to shoot from 80 feet away for, right. for, for an hour or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean, you could see it in pregame. He's, he's not just shooting from, from the line. Yeah. Like, he's practicing the shots that he's going to take. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's, he's, he's incredible. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's very few players that I, um, I'm not going to say root for him, but I, but I don't wish ill will on him. <laughs> You know, because he's it's 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 same thing with Tom Brady. Like my mother in law mm-hmm. hates Tom Brady, but she's a big Bills fan, so I can see right. that. But to me, like I don't love him, but it's amazing to, that I get to see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, it, it to me, it's it's kind of like the LeBron factor too. Mm-hmm. People want to see him fail so bad yeah. because they don't want to compare him to this or that. Yeah. And it's like you got to enjoy the greatness while it's I here, because if not, he's going to be gone. You're going to be like, man, remember how good LeBron was? But I hated him that whole time. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, even. As a Lakers fan, obviously he's not a Laker guy. He's a Cav. Mm-hmm. But I don't like LeBron, but watching him play is incredible. Yeah. I mean, Steph Curry's my favorite player in the NBA, and he plays on my rival. Yeah. <laughs> Have you – who do you think you're – because would you say NBA is your favorite sport? It's tough. Yeah. Um, I would say probably college football. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I, I My dad was super – huge into Ohio State so I started watching them at a super young age and they've kind of just stuck with me like they're the one team that I like that during the games I feel sick when I'm watching because I'm so nervous <laughs> like even though like Lakers were in the finals last year and like I'm all in like yeah. I, I don't like say oh well if they lose they lose like I'm not I'm not like that yeah. but I like when I watch Ohio State in the national championship like 
my stomach hurts. Like I can't yeah. eat. I'm like, okay, if we lose this game, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> is that something you you said your dad was really into the 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 Buckeyes? Is that something you and him would do together? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and if we weren't watching it together, we were texting or or he's calling me at halftime saying, "What the hell?" Are you doing? <laughs> so it, it was definitely like one of those bonds that we had. We always went to games together. Oh, nice. Um, whether they were at home or at Michigan State, like we we would travel wherever they were. That that was always my favorite thing. My dad, I think my, my dad's favorite thing when I was growing up was baseball. Mm-hmm. He loved uh, he loved. Well, he coached me for seven years, um, whatever team I was on. We would always go to Indians games. He we would have to stand in when they were really good. We'd have to stand in line for eight hours in November to buy tickets <laughs> for the next season because they would sell out. They had right. over four hundred sellouts in a row, and and me and my brother would stand there and we'd each buy. We could only buy eight games. Um, what was it? No, four games, eight tickets apiece. That was the most you could wow. buy. So me and my brother would both get our, our whole allotment, and, and my dad would just <laughs> my dad would bring us lunch and take off again. <laughs> but but you boys be good. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but he but that was one thing I remember because I we'd always um, the very first memory of of Indians with me and him is he would at the time they played on TV five mm-hmm. this channel and he get the weekly schedule we'd cut it out and put it on a bulletin board um and if they weren't we'd plug a radio in and listen to the radio call and and to this day i i love watching the uh, or listening to indians baseball game mm-hmm. um jim rosenhaus and tom hamilton tom hamilton is unbelievable i i have i follow an account on facebook where it's just tom hamilton calls <laughs> and they're oh it gives me goosebumps to, to listen to them but but like for for me and my dad, like this is that was our thing. We, right. My brother really wasn't into baseball, and uh, it, it was just, it, and 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 it's cool to remember that because now it's football, definitely football for, right. for him. And what and sometimes I go over and watch Cowboys get games with him. And mm-hmm. but he he's too into it sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, it's all right. This is the first quarter, you know. Like, Sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll text no after the first drive. Well, we're gonna lose oh this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh i've you know i've never i've never been that way and it really lessened when i had when when we had kids like it changed the per, it mm-hmm. changed the perspective of of watching a game and watching them lose like i still get nervous about it my my thing is i can't sit down i'm always pacing and i yeah. get and i get really cold and i start shivering <laughs> it's, it's crazy i know how that is yeah <laughs> and, and mostly for and I really noticed that with Spurs games, mm-hmm. um, but but for all the games when the Indians were in, were in the World Series, like yeah. it was, Andrew fell asleep on a couch. And I'm just pacing back and forth, like at one a.m. Yes. because of the rain delay. Yes, <laughs> man. It, but it, but that's so that's the fun part of being uh, a sports like fan, an avid just fan getting into it. Yeah, yep. or when your kids like I remember a few years ago the the Longhorns were there they had a football game on TV and I was watching it and Mateo runs upstairs. He's probably like six or seven. Mm-hmm. Runs upstairs and comes down and he has his. He changed clothes. He put his Longhorn shirt on and, and grabbed a Longhorn's hat and, nice. sat, and sat in his little chair next to me. <laughs> That's what I like too. Yeah. I like being able to share that, you right. know. And I even said too, like, you don't have to like my teams. You're not going to root against them, but you don't have to like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, Julian. <clears throat> Julian. Uh, he won't sit down and like watch a whole Ohio State game, mm-hmm. but he'll like come by and look at the TV and be like, oh, the Buckeyes are whooping their butt. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> as long as they're checking in. Right. You know, and, and there'll always be that moment where where it did sink in. Like, mm-hmm. I, I told the story before where it was during the World Series 
Uh, actually, I think it was it was the ALCS when they were playing the Blue Jays. Okay. And we're watching the game, and Mateo just says, oh, when they hit a foul ball, they get to try again. I'm like, yeah. And then that moment sticks with me because, like, he, he was paying attention, yep. and, and he could see that part of it, you know. Definitely. Or when, he, when we put him to bed, and uh, he woke up the next morning and said, the Indians won the World Series? And I'm like, no, they didn't, you know. But at the time, they, sh- they were up. You know, but uh, I was like, no, they didn't, you know, but but to be engaged, like they're your first thought mm-hmm. in the morning. Right. Is like, did the Indians win? Yeah. I mean, the same thing with like going back to Julian, like when we lost in the district final, the next morning we woke up and was like, so the Wildcats are done. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man, not. <laughs> I was like, we'll be back in uh, November. <laughs> <laughs> but the cool thing is, is like it seems like there's going to be summer leagues and there's going to be like shootouts that he can go to and and he can continue it and he won't know the difference whether, whether we're in a regular season or not. So do you coach those, any, any of that stuff too? Yeah. So this year the OHSA, um, changed the rule. Um, in the summer, usually in, in June and July, we get 10 days that you can Mm -hmm. coach. Um, they changed it because last year we obviously didn't get that because of COVID um, there's no rule on it, so you can use, you can coach every single day in June and July this year if you want. Uh, so anytime that you do any instruction or if you coach a game, that's a coaching day. So that's the nice thing is we don't have to look at our, um, our summer league schedule and be like, all right, we're gonna have a former player pick, coach this uh, one, like uh, a, a dad yeah. coach that one. We can coach as much as we want this yeah. year, which is good. That's I know that happened last year because when we were starting football. And we were just saying it's a free for all this year. Yeah. Like like everyone's gonna be trying to pull our kids and, and to do certain things, you know. We, we and obviously we can't we're not gonna be like, no, don't, you know, right. like because there there is a lot of there's a lot of sports. I don't know, it was the same thing this year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So we'll have to compete against that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and um at, at least for 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 you, you know, it extends something you love to do, and for Julian too. Right. right? Yeah. How old is he now? Five. Five. Okay. Yep. Uh, is he? Did he get to go to school this year? Uh, he yeah he goes to a private school. Okay. Um, because uh, where we lived, because we just moved in December. Uh huh. Um, now we live in Sylvania, so oh, next okay. year he'll go to Hillview, which is the um elementary. He'll be in kindergarten next year. Okay. But he goes to a, a preschool. Right. Um, in West Toledo. Yeah, we sent. That's where we sent our kids to St. Rose mm-hmm. for preschool. Just because at the time they Perrysburg didn't have have one, or the one they did. I think actually the one they had was in Maumee for whatever reason. Yeah, but uh, we we really enjoyed it. We they didn't. We we liked it a lot, and we felt bad like because and and they know, but they asked like, were they be coming back here? Or were they yeah. going to Perrysburg? They, like, no, they asked the gonna, same thing. <laughs> yeah, like no, they're they're gonna go to Perrysburg. Yeah, you know, we still had to. Which I found out when Mateo went to kindergarten. Like, wait, we got to pay for kindergarten? And I was like, ah, one more year of paying for school. Like, man, that's crazy. They don't do that in Sylvania. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. You, I think you don't pay for half day. Okay, but you pay for full day. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so. But it, we're out of that after this year. Lillian will be in first grade <laughs> next <God>. year. Yeah, <laughs> extra money. We'll see, see what we got to do with that. Exactly. Uh, so when you're, um, I we didn't even talk about what you, what you do, and we don't have to, I guess, what you do as a job because um, you don't work for any school or anything. Or so you? I work for a, a behavioral health agency. Okay. Um, but we're partnered with different school districts like i work in sylvania schools oh okay Um, my my office is at arbor hills which is the junior high is that Um, where you coach at too for track yes okay yep um and then we're in northview southview 
um, Hillview, McCord. Like we're basically we're spreading throughout all of Sylvania, but mm. we started in TPS. Um, we're in thirty eight TPS schools, I think it is. Oh, nice. Um, so they don't like have to pay for our services. We're just in the building. It's just they say, yeah, you can come in. They give us an office, and we do what we have to do. Awesome. What well, so? Um Again, you can get into as much. Mm-hmm. As well. What do you do? What do you, what do you do then for them? So I'm a case manager. So I I'm basically the day to day person for the kids that we work with. Like okay. I'm the one that's checking on them in class, making sure that all their works in, making sure they have what they need, um, coordinating with like the parents and the teachers and the administration, making sure like if there is any issues. Basically, I'm the person that has to to figure out how we're going to get by it. Okay. So. And we have a, a full-time therapist there, so um, oh, nice. she she can do, like, her therapy sessions with them. And I'm more of, like, the, the annoying person that's always running around like, hey, <laughs> did you turn this in yeah. for this teacher? I know you didn't. <laughs> have you uh, done that since you got out of school? Uh, I started in October um, after I graduated. So, okay. yeah. So I've been doing it since 2013. Wow. Um, did you – Where'd you go to college at? Bowling Green. Oh, you did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Is this something that you you went to school for, or is this something you just found your way in? No, I, ac- like? I actually went to school um, for sport management. Oh, I okay. wanted to be an athletic director. Oh, wow. Um, do you, now, being in, in sports in high school, do you still want to be an athletic director? No, because then no, I won't I'll be able to coach. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, so it's one of those things, like, I, I guess when I got to college, like, I, I knew I wanted to do something in sports. Mm-hmm. And sport management kind of keeps it pretty open okay. for any job. So, like, now I'm at the point where my job is super secure as far as, like, I'm good. Like, yeah. like they, they pay me well. Um, I, I've been doing it for a while now. You like what you do. Yeah, and yeah. I like what I do. Um, but if a job opened up in sports that, that interested me, then I would go for that, too. Yeah. Um, I, I guess... When I went to college, like what I was saying, um, I didn't really know what I wanted to do in sports. It just had to be something sport related. Yeah. Like I didn't know if I wanted to be in marketing or or ticket sales or what. I just knew it was something with sports. And then my wife went for social work. Um, so she got hired by who we work for. And um, she told like her boss, like, my husband needs a job. Because <laughs> I was work- at the time when I graduated college, I was working at Dick Sporting Goods. Oh, okay. And that was kind of like the till I find a job, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And ten dollars an hour doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> so so then uh, they interviewed me and gave me a job, and the rest is history. That's awesome. Yeah. So does she still work for them too? She does. Oh, yep. that's great. She works at Waite High School. Oh, okay. And yep. that's where you guys went, right? Yep. Is that where you met each yeah. other? Oh, okay. We started dating my junior year, her senior year. Oh, okay. So we've been together 13 years. Wow, that's uh, yeah. We, my wife and I, have been together a while too. That's um, that's very rare these days, right? Um, to to meet someone so that young and and to not only, to work out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just in general, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and the the most difficult thing was she went to Youngstown State, and mm-hmm. I was in Bowling Green. Yeah, <laughs> two colleges. 250 miles apart yeah. i mean there were definitely some tough times but oh i'm sure I, I mean that can't be i mean when we when andrew goes out of town for three days like yeah. the house falls apart yeah you know? so, <laughs> so well, I can imagine it, when you guys were and she was a college athlete so 
me as an 18 year old dumb kid anytime hours went by that we didn't talk i'm like uh why aren't you texting me back (laughs) i I wasn't i i always thought the worst even though she was busy with other crap yeah (laughs) um well evan i appreciate you coming on um we i always say this but it always flies by we're almost at an hour so uh this uh it was fun i i've known you for a while um but i'm glad to get to know you more through this um and at some point we'll we'll come on and and uh, this was supposed to be more i mean we talked all about sports Mm -hmm. um but i think um going forward maybe there's uh we can have some set schedules or something where we can talk just about sports, especially with your brother. You're, you guys both, and I love sports, but I can't. I don't have such a uh, uh, encyclopedic knowledge of stuff. <laughs> it can just like pull facts out, you know. <laughs> I had a friend that was in here before who like knew he's a big Packers fan and like knew all this stuff back 25 years ago. I'm like, how do you keep that right? in there? I just, I can't. I don't know. So I like that about yeah. you and your brother, you know. So well, uh, thanks again, Evan. No problem. Thanks for having me. Thanks again to my guest, Evan Bauer, for being on the podcast today. It's fun to talk to another coach to see how they coach and how they deal with certain things and their their path to where they're at now. It's, it's a, a very interesting to me. Thanks to Jake Paluski at Real JP Multimedia for producing this podcast and providing the music. Thanks to Melanie at Cuttlefish Graphics for the new logo. Thanks to Jackie Durr at the Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab for the banner and the stickers. And also thanks to Big Daddy Graphics for being a new sponsor on this podcast. I will have their ad out hopefully starting next week. Before I end this podcast, I do want to give a special shout out to my old partner, Andrew Massey. Without him, this podcast would not exist. We came up with a name together when we used to work together. Uh, It was fun doing the podcast with him just due to a bunch of circumstances. He just was unable to continue and I always told him I wanted this podcast to feel to be fun. I didn't want it to feel like work. And I felt like it was getting to that point maybe with him um, because he was really busy with his job and kids and and buying a new house and everything. So I will continue to shout him out because, like I said, without him, this podcast would not exist. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.